AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast coverage of Southeast Iowa footballers. Smithburg Auto of Fairfield, Iowa presents Southeast Iowa High School football today with Coach Edeker from the Waco Warriors. Welcome to the program, Coach. Dave, thanks for having me. So, uh, wow, what a big win. And then what a big, uh, as Montezuma loses and you change, your opponent changes and your home game changes, I mean, it was like the earth shook on Friday night. Talk talk to our listeners about it. Well, that really, it really worked out really nice for us. Yeah, we went over to Spartansdale and, you know, we, we thought we had a, a good plan going in. And, you know, we just thought we needed to stay patient, run the ball, uh, be physical, try to control the line of scrimmage, those same stuff I've been been saying every week. And we did a real good job of it. Um, you know, we came out, jumped out to a 14 nothing lead, uh, scored on two of our first three possessions, uh, you know, gave them a real uh, heavy dose of, of Simeon, uh, our tailback, early. Uh, you know, our offensive line did a great job of opening up some holes, and, and Simeon scored from 19 yards out, 10 yards out to get up 14 nothing. Uh, you know, we had a big play in there. We were up seven nothing, and they were driving to to score. And, and Drew Deers, uh, our linebacker, got underneath a slant route and, and picked it off. It was exactly what we've been working with him all week in practice. We knew that was one of their favorite routes, and uh, he did a great job of of reading the quarterback's eyes and getting underneath it and, and getting the interception and keeping them out of the end zone. And we went down and scored to go up fourteen nothing, uh, and you know, really set the set the tone. You know, we had one, we had one, um, one lapse in the in the in the, end of the first quarter, last play of the first quarter. They they busted a sixty yard runoff on us. They ran a, a just a little ISO play up front, and uh, our two linebackers got confused and, and went opposite directions and didn't uh, didn't make the play. And they went sixty yards for a touchdown. Uh, but that was basically the their offense today. I thought our our defense did a great job. Um, you know, we we. Got a, next thing we got was a safety. We were, Simeon did a great job of punting the ball down to the one-yard line. We covered it super well. Uh, gave it to him on the one, and, and we were able to get a safety out of that possession. Uh, and then we just started uh, using our, our counterattack. I mean, Simeon was being focused on a lot, and, and John Rice, our, our fullback, and, and Isaac Oswald, our quarterback, did a great job of, of running our counters and our traps and, and taking the emphasis off of Simeon. And, you know, they really were focused there. We had big nights out of both of them. John had three touchdowns. Isaac had two. Um, you know, Simeon still had his 112 yards, still had a, a very productive, great game, but we really could limit his carries in the second half. And overall, we just did a, a great job. Our offensive line, Tim Willits, Tyler Sutton, Taylor Sutton, our two tight ends, Jonah Clark and, and Drew Deers, those five just did a, a really nice job up front of, of opening holes and, and making – uh, a situation great for us on the offensive side. And, you know, defensively, they wanted to throw the ball. Our, our D-backs two weeks in a row, Edward Colesburg did the same thing to us. They came out and wanted to really throw the ball. And, and Mark Still did the same thing. Our D-backs did a great job. We ended up with four interceptions. Uh, Mason Miller uh, got two. He leads the state. He's tied with uh, Eddie Burgess from Montezuma with nine interceptions on the year. So, uh, 
you know, he's doing a great job back there. Drew Deers had one we talked about earlier. And, and then we had a freshman, Mason or Clayton Miller, be Mason's brother, uh, got a pick in the fourth quarter. So our D-backs did a really nice job of, of covering their receivers uh, and tackling. You know, we gave them the short route, and they were able to take it. Where our D-backs came up and tackled. And, and when they tried to be more uh, more aggressive and, and go deep, we were able to pick balls off and, and turn it to our side. So, you know, it really was a, a fun game. We had a great crowd there. Uh, the Whaling community traveled really, really well to to martinsdale it was it was exciting uh it was a great atmosphere and then you know after the game we hear that that montezuma got beat by audubon and that was sort of a that was sort of a a double-edged sword one it was great because it gets us um a home game because audubon's a number two seed and we're a number one seed uh so that gave us a home game um but after watching tape i'm thinking i would have rather played montezuma than than audubon audubon handled them pretty well um you know, I think it was a matchup thing. Uh, Montezuma is a good team, uh, likes to score points. They do a great job of that. Uh, but they're an offense-based team. As you saw in the finals last year, I mean, they want to score points, but their run defense isn't always the greatest. Um, and that's what Audubon took advantage of. Audubon just ran the ball at Montezuma straight ahead and, and really took advantage of, you know, of that weakness. You know, so when you watch the tape, it was very similar to the – to the, the championship game that we saw last year with uh, with Montezuma, where they just couldn't stop the run, and that's what happened there again. And you know, so now we got Audubon coming to our place, which is great. They got a three and a half hour drive, which you know is is a long ways to go, but that's you know how it works out. They're a two seed, we're a one seed. Uh, the matchup is, I think, is is very intriguing for both schools. Um, we both have the same philosophy. We want to run the ball, control the line of scrimmage, and play really good defense. Uh, we can throw. Both teams can throw if they have to, but they want to run, and we want to run. Um, it's just different styles. They're going to they're going to snap the ball to Gavin Smith, their quarterback. Uh, he's second in the state in, in uh, yards with 1,900 yards on this season, uh, and they're going to find all kinds of different ways. They're going to run traps with him, sweeps with him, uh, you know, speed options. They're going to find all kinds of different ways to get – him attacking our defense and you know we just have to do a good job of, of doing our duties and and keeping our gaps responsibility and and being physical and tackle i know that's a lot of information in a short time but you know you get me talking and sometimes i don't stop well scott melvin said that uh that uh, uh, audubon uh saw something in the new london game that new london was doing well against montezuma and then was able to exploit that do you, do you think he's correct Oh, I'm sure they did. Uh, Montezuma played them really tough. Uh, not Montezuma. New London played Montezuma really tough, and I didn't. I didn't get. I I didn't watch that tape. We had no. You know, if we would have got Montezuma, I would have watched it eventually. But we hadn't got to it yet, so I'm not sure what they did. But I know Montezuma's district was a much more pass-oriented uh, district. I know Baxter throws the ball a lot, and uh, BGM throws the ball a lot, and so I mean, there's. Montezuma was was geared towards more of a pass centric defense than they were run, and I'm in New London was definitely a run team this year, so I'm, I'm sure that yes, they did see some some run uh, tendencies there against them. Yeah, so uh, I I see two similarities between you and Sigourney, the only two teams in Southeast Iowa. One, you both have excellent special teams, and two, you both come from a conference that gives you a tremendous challenge in the regular season, which I see, I think maybe Montezuma didn't have that kind of strength in conference 
games. Uh, what what are your thoughts on that? I think that's a, I think that's a big part of it. Uh, you know, and I know Montezuma was was looking for games early in the year too, trying to to, to bolster their 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 schedule to to test their kids a little more. You know, it's tough to get high school kids when you're up thirty points in the first quarter to. To, to concentrate and to work on things that need to be done because they can't see that it needs to be done because they're, they're, they're already dominating. So I understand that completely. Um, you know, and it's exactly what it was, you know, Montezuma is a good team. I mean, the, the Burgess kid, we played him for two years in district and, and he was, he was very good then. And I'm sure he's good this year. Um, but it's just, you know, they lost a lot, you know, Montezuma had, uh, you know, the three wide receivers last year, the, the Shears, Watts, and I can't remember the third kid, but I know they had three receivers that were really, really just outstanding. And I'm sure they still have good receivers this year. But when you lose three seniors like that, that really makes it uh, makes a difference. And, you know, it's it's just, uh, you know, it's how things fall. I mean, it could very easily have been Montezuma just had a bad night. You know, as we're watching the tape on, on Audubon, Audubon did some things and had some big plays and, you know, it only takes one kid being out of position, and all of a sudden it's a, it's a big play for Audubon. They're they're explosive attack. Uh, you know, besides um, besides the Smith kid at quarterback, uh, they got a tailback. Thirty two is his number. I can't remember his name at the moment, but he he runs the ball hard and is very quick. Uh, so you know, if you focus too much on on Smith the quarterback, they'll pitch the ball to, to thirty two, and he's down the sideline very quickly. So you know, we're going to have to really work at at doing our jobs and and playing solid fundamental defense. Well, I mean, there's only eight teams left. I don't know how many teams started, hundreds, I guess, but there's only eight, and you're one of them. How does, you know, I mean, uh, and let me ask you this about playoffs, you know what I mean? Because we, we talk about the conference games, you know, but then you get in the playoffs and they present different challenges than what, you know, the teams that you play year after year after year, and you've got a good game plan for them. How was, uh, how, what kind of different challenges have the teams that you played presented, and what kind of challenges is Audubon going to? Well, I mean, the, the big thing here is the fact is, I mean, it is sort of actually from a coaching standpoint, it's sort of fun uh, to get these teams that we haven't seen before. And, you know, because you know, I've been doing this quite a long time and it's it's a lot more fun playing these other teams and actually having to, to prepare and, and see them and, and have a little unknown and, and say, you know, can we can we get our kids to to react and, and do the things they need to instead of just seeing kids that they saw in basketball that they see in, in track and they, they know the kids and, you know, it's a little more familiar. It's like, this is sort of fun to go out and, and play a, an unknown and, and see what, how we compare with the rest of the state. And, you know, it, it's just, um, you know, it, it's a little more work because you don't have any previous knowledge, but I mean, it's, it's just, uh, it's, it's, well, it's what you get into coaching for is to, to help these kids develop, resilience and to understand what has to happen to, to make things go well. Well, uh, we've been talking with coach Edeker of uh, Waco warriors. Uh, you're one win away from the Unidome. Uh, how does this team compare to other teams that you've been associated with? Well, I mean, this team is very similar to our 2009, 2010 teams. Our 2019 team made the quarterfinals also in our 2010 team then you know cracked through and made the semifinals um and you know both of those teams were very similar to this and the fact is that we played very solid defense and and really shut people down at the line of scrimmage and then were able to to run the ball and and be efficient and and play action pass and and do the things that we needed to but it'd be a run oriented offense with a 
with a solid defense. And that's exactly what we got here. Uh, you know, this group's done a great job all year playing defense. Um, you know, I'm not a big into comparing scores and stuff, but, you know, we look at our, at our district, our district was really good. We gave up some points, but the most of our points were in the second half. Uh, you know, our first half defense and our, our first three quarter defense with our varsity starters has been very solid all year. Uh, you know, I think we've given up, you know, and, and against obviously against Ed Cohen in the playoffs here, we've given up some points, but they're good teams. And, you know, and, and we talk to our kids all the time, you know, hey, when we get to this point of year, there's no gimmies. You've got to play well to win and you can play well and not win. Uh, you know, all eight teams that are left are very good football teams. And it's just a matter of, of getting the right breaks, not turning the ball over and, and doing your job. And I know that sounds very cliche but that's exactly what it's going to take. I mean, if we can win the turnover battle and we can, and we can control the line of scrimmage, you know, you, you put yourself in a position to win. And you mentioned our kicking game. Uh, you know, we get down to the end of a game and we can stay in it and we can get it to the point where we're kicking a field goal or, or we need a, a, a big punt or, uh, you know, a good coverage thing. We've done a great job all year of that. And hopefully our special teams will be the third part that will help us win this game. Well, I see a lot of teams, and they, they, they basically just go for it on fourth down because they can't punt, and they, they get in the red zone, and they get stalled, and they go for it because they can't kick field goals, and that's not your team. That's not no. that's not Sigourney. <laughs> you know. Although our, sometimes sometimes I get pig-headed with uh, that fourth down thing, too, and go when I shouldn't. Uh, we probably should have punted the ball a couple times on Friday night at, at Martinsdale, in which we didn't. Uh, it went for it and got stopped once was by just inches and once by a yard or two. And, I mean um, – you know, as a coach, you got to understand that the team across is, is good, too, that they're a good team, and you're on fourth and one for a reason because you only got nine yards and three downs to start with. So, you know, maybe punting the ball and, and giving your defense a chance to play in a, on a long field is, is a better option. And, you know, that's just something as a, as a coach, too, as we go through, get deeper in the playoffs here will be much more in my mind and the fact of, of letting that third group uh, help us out. Well, at least I'm, I'm, I'm confident if you guys need to punt or you need to kick a field goal, you you can be successful at doing it. We are. Simeon does a great job back there. And, and you know, Ty Agley, our long snapper, has done a really nice job the last couple of weeks here. He's come off an injury, came back, and and has, has been playing for us. And it's it's been a real good uh, situation for us in the special teams, that's for sure. Well, let's let's wrap this up with a little, little talk about this offensive line and how they've done. And I know you're real proud of them, and they're a – a unit that is is all seniors. The four seniors and one junior. Drew Deers plays our our backside tight end, uh, you know, and he's a junior. But the other four are seniors: Jonah and Tim and Tyler and Taylor. Uh, they do a great job, and actually, uh, they've really done a nice job because we put in a whole new blocking scheme this year. Uh, you know, we've been a we've been a solid for twenty years: wing T, down block, pull out, kick. Uh, you know, buck sweep team and try to make that work in eight man. And we just, we, the last couple of years, we just haven't had a lot of success with it. Uh, so we, we switched up and, and went to a, a zone type scheme. And I say zone type scheme because I don't think you can put an entire zone scheme in, in a year. Uh, you know, I watch teams on tape here that are running true zone stuff and go, wow, that's really good. You know, if we can get there in a year or two, as we keep teaching our kids to do this better and better, um, We'll, we'll get there. You know, this veteran group was able to change up uh, everything we taught them. And it's not everything because you're still blocking, but, you know, change up the rules that we taught them in the past and switch to the new set of rules we're using. And uh, they've done a great job, you know, and, and all four of those guys, oh, sorry, all five of those guys across the line, you know, 
they're big, strong kids. They spend a lot of time in the weight room. Uh, they're, they're to the point where, you know, they can use their legs and, and they just drive people. And, and, you know, and, and we get to the point here where we understand, you know, you're going to get two, you're going to get three, you're going to get a few yards, and then all of a sudden you're going to bust one. You know, you're going to get it blocked exactly right one time, and, and Simeon's going to bust one for a touchdown. So, you know, we just stay patient with those five up front and, and just keep working them, and, and we just sort of lean on them and let them do the work. Well, people like Scott Melvin and I, who are coming to see you, uh, when does the gates open? What night's the game? Uh, what, how do we get the tickets? What's the price and all that stuff? We're Thursday night this week. Uh, because eight man semifinals the following week are on Wednesday, they moved this week's game up to Thursday. So we're the only show in the state Thursday night. There's four, uh, four eight man games going on Thursday night. So I think all four will be really well attended. Um, there'll be four great games. If, if there's one in your area, go watch it. Um, you know, and uh, the game time is 7 o'clock Thursday night. We'll open the gates here up at 6. Uh, you have to get your ticket online at IHSA.org. Uh, there's a ticket. You know, you click on football. Honestly, most people have done it already because they've been to games right now, but it's 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 online only tickets. Um, trying to think what else. On the uh, radio, we got six different radio stations coming. We got three from us, three from them. Uh you know, we have our Warrior Cast, which is our local local internet-based uh, uh, coverage, which is doing the game. KLIJ out of Mount Pleasant, KCI out of Washington are, is doing the game. Um, KRRL out of Carroll is doing the game. KMAA out of Shenandoah is doing the game. And KOSM out of Atlantic is doing the game. So we have all kinds of people. If you can't make our game and you want to hear it, you got a variety of choices, and I believe all six of those have internet options to listen to, so you don't have to be in their exact area. You can go online and, and, and get the game. So I think it'll be a great game. Uh, I mean, we're two good teams, and it should be a real fun, competitive game. Well, I got a feeling you're going to have the biggest attended game in maybe the history of Waco. This is such a big game, and Southeast Iowa just seems to have just coalesced around you, your your team and Sigourney's team, you know, as as you know, their teams have have gone home and they just join join in on rooting for you. And I think you're yeah. you're making you know just you made us so proud and continue to make us proud. And hopefully we'll get somebody up there in the Unidome. Well, that'd be awesome. And you know, Coach Jensen's done a great job up there at, at Sigourney Kyoto, and and they're just uh, you know they're just rolling too. Uh, you know, they had that rematch, which had to be tough because you know they played Columbus in the playoffs last year. So it's always tough to, you know, when you rematch on someone like that, but they did a great job of getting that win. And, you know, you know, hopefully both of us make it up there. Yeah. I think you got a real good shot. Both of you guys, the teams are very disciplined, very similar. They're kind of, uh, they just, they're tough and they don't wear out and your players go both ways. I mean, I am, I'm super impressed. Well, we've been talking to coach Edeker of the Waco Warriors, uh, Thanks for everything. Thanks for the interviews, Coach. Uh, you know, you got me wacko for Waco, as the song goes. So, well, thanks for having me on, and, and hopefully we can uh, talk again next week after a win. Oh, we will. We, we, we're hoping for the same thing. We'll see you. I'll be there Thursday night to root you on. Okay, thanks. All right, bye.